Welcome to Mouth Feelings, the podcast where we talk about the things that go into your mouth and the feelings that come out of it. I'm Ty Burrell. I'm Julia Meltzer. I'm Joel Spence. I'm Johnny Meeks. I'm Mel Cowan. I'm Lusty. Orzo. (laughs) It was almost a callback. She's so lusty, she doesn't even remember her name. We're going to get there on that one. We're going to get there. Um, What is our uh, mouth feeling for the day? Today, our mouthfeel is from Farley Elliott. Mel? Uh, yeah, Farley that. Elliott is a friend of the podcast, amazing guy, fantastic writer. He's the senior editor at Eater Los Angeles. Uh, and he's also uh, the writer of a fantastic book, which I, I highly recommend. It's called Los Angeles Street Food, A History from Tamaleros to Taco Trucks. Uh, it's great. We love Farley. Let's great hear guy. what Farley has to say. Hey, guys. Farley Elliott here. So... Yeah, I was thinking about drinks in my life that have sort of spoken to me over time. And obviously there's like strawberry quick and things like that when I was a kid. But I think maybe one of the more important drinks ever for me was La Fin du Monde, which is a Canadian beer brewed outside of Montreal in Quebec. And it's not that far from where I grew up on the New York side of the Canadian border. And I didn't really drink when I was a kid. I I came to it all really late. I wasn't like a high school partier. I moved around a lot. And so I actually went to college having never been drunk in my life and made it almost through all of college, not really drinking ever. But right after college, I was on the game show Wheel of Fortune and I won a bunch of money. And so I took almost all that money and I went to Europe by myself for like a few months and just traveled around and I landed in Germany and I didn't really get it. Like the beer scene just wasn't appealing to me. And But as I eventually made my way into Belgium, I was like, oh, this is what beer can be. And it was a real entry point for me. And so if you know about Le Fin du Monde, it's brewed in Canada, but it actually takes this sort of European, Belgian kind of style, this like triple ale hearty but a little bit fruity like it's got deep notes but it's still really really satisfying to drink and you know they just sort of popularized it and made it a a national beverage for like a lot of canada and it's it's pretty rich you know at nine percent alcohol but i fell in love with that style of beer and especially on the canadian side when i got back and so by the time all of my friends met up with me after this months-long trip I'd had to Europe, we all performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and we lived in an apartment for a month. And so there's all these friends that saw me leave to go to Europe as a person who didn't really drink at all, and then meet up with them three and a half months later and was essentially an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> drink all day and really like loved La Fin du Monde, loved all these things that are coming out of Belgium that are really similar. And it is still to this day, you know, if you go to a party and bring a bottle, it's a really fun kind of thing to show off to people. It's more interesting than a six pack of Sierra Nevada. Obviously there's a lot of craft beer stuff that happens around Los Angeles. And you know, in a, in a way this beer was kind of my entry point for a lot of that stuff, being a food writer now, bringing it to a party, seeming interesting than more so than the guy who just would have, you know, some Budweiser tucked under his arm. It's been really, fuck? really influential for me in <laughs> a lot of ways, mates. and honestly, it's a beer I still love, love, love to drink. Thank, Thank you, Farley. Oh, that was great. That was awesome. What a champion! What a champion! Let's wow. uh, let's let's Cheers. taste this uh, Fin um, du Monde. Who's got a toast? May your may your legs keep moving and your face stay on. <laughs> yep, La Fin du Monde. Mm-hmm. Those are important Low things. Hmm. 
I get it. Oh, so, so nice. Great. It's nice. Yeah. So great. Are you a beer and fan, it Julia? does not taste like a Sometimes. 9%. It, I, I see what he mean by, means by both having, quote, like deep notes, but also being very satisfying. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't like take over your mm-hmm. tongue or your palate. Uh, you could drink too much of this very easily, I and, think. And what's, what's like, if you, 9% is how high compared to your normal average every day? <laughs> So it's on the high end. It's on. It's definitely yeah. like double yeah. uh, a Budweiser. I, I think a Budweiser be, is like four double, and a half yeah, or double five. Like a lager or a, yeah, this, yeah. This is for yeah. the three two nine lager. Whereas so. like an IPA, the, they're kind of all over the place. But like a typical one is like a six seven percent. Okay, uh, that's you know rough rough average. So a nine percent is a very hearty, uh, yeah. hearty drinking beer, and those tend to take over. If it, I, it more so than this does, I've I've found that like like uh, for instance like an imperial stout, uh, which yeah. will just be like a very heavy, uh, uh, sometimes like Thick ten or eleven percent. Yeah. yeah, you 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 don't want to drink much of it yeah. because it just kind of it almost like kind of coats your tongue. Uh, but this is a this is a real That's really real nice smooth I drinking don't beer for now. Like Belgian beer, and I like this. It's not too sweet. I'm the not same. Too fruity. Yeah, yeah. like Bel- Belgian beers generally like they they get like pr- pruny or raisiny yeah. or something. Like maybe I don't like the I think it's. I, I, I think. I think it had failed this grapey. explained failed to me. It's grapey. like, yeah, it's a failed grape. This is like a failed fucking grape. I had it explained to me that it's like the esters it has that sort of like banana e or something yeah. like that. Uh, um, that is characteristic of some Belgian beers, but this Belgian beer, delicious. It's, nice. it's um, Canadian. That's this Canadian. was the, Canadian Belgian. This beer. was the first um, Belgian like high ABV beer I ever had as well. That's alcohol by volume, right? Alcohol by volume, yes. Um, and just a really, I had a very similar experience, which was that it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good it's, a, it's a good, like, summer, like, because summer beers for me, and I, I'm not a big, as big a beer enthusiast as people at this table, but um, uh, it does still feel summery to me, whereas mm-hmm. uh, I think the typical beer that's this serious can weigh me down. Yeah, it's yeah. drinkable. It's very drink. Like uh, the other Belgian beers are like Duvel. Is that what that's called? Duvel or mm-hmm. uh, so? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The more which I think is commercially mm-hmm. available. Yeah. Where, where are you on this beer, Julia? I like it, but I. <laughs> Good. You're sort of you can take or leave beer sometimes. What, what did you say when I oh, said? Oh yeah, like beer? I was like, I guess I like beer, and then I was like, I, there are the, which is exactly what we're talking about. There are yeah. situations that I love to have beer in. Yeah, and it's not every situation. What, 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 are, what, are, yeah, what, are, what are beer situations? situations? For you? A movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an unemployment line ikea <laughs> oh a, a movie on your phone yeah at ikea and just like yeah just a nice uh, ice cream. yeah what is a typical um, situation that you like beer uh daytime <laughs> <laughs> got a classic daytime situation i like to taste beer like it's fun oh, okay. to go to a brewery mm-hmm. do you um, do you do like a flight thing when you when you have that opportunity yeah yeah um, when you're eating wings, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as the last drink yeah. you're gonna have, uh, finishing with the beer, like Nightcap. especially if you and which this is, I don't want this to sound like I'm a party girl with a yes, drunk actress, huge so, yeah. <laughs> Instagram <laughs> handle, drunk actress. Adrian, but look, look I'm about up. to talk about going out dancing, which really happens 
infrequently. But I guess like at a wedding or something, mm-hmm. if you're dancing, it's very fun to bring a bottle of beer onto the dance floor. That's oh. true. Oh. That it's true. Yeah, you slosh a cocktail. You slosh a glass of wine. The the portability of a, of a can, mm-hmm. or possibly yeah. even more a, a bottle. bottle can I beer. just interrupt real quickly? I've just been checking Julia's answers and they are... They're all correct. Those are <laughs> oh, those are those are great oh, year yeah. situations. We sent those. Oh, that's really great. You've you got, got feedback and feedback. Yeah, that, yeah. That's great. you can come to me for that anytime you want. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think we'll come uh, worth for that a lot. Actually, kind of, yeah. Um, I was thinking, but I think the su- like the summary or lightness of it is, uh, uh, and I, I, this is I'm pulling this out of my ass, but like the uh, the the head, like yeah. there's sort of a lightness to the. There's yes. like a little bit a of froth, like a yeah. froth. Mm-hmm. It's a it's different kind of. Uh, 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 head, I think, uh, than a beer like this usually is. And so you, you, the first thing you get is this, like, it's like a little ocean spray in your mouth. Yeah. And it, and it kind of summers the whole situation up. And I think this is... Did you pour ocean spray <laughs> cranberry juice in your beer? <laughs> did, did you guys not? No. <laughs> no. It's tart. Terrible. I have a dissenting view on uh, beer as at the end of the night. Oh, which is that? But Johnny I, already said it was right. Uh, yeah, it's well, right here. It's, it's, I don't. I am not close enough to Johnny to check his I'm, sources. I'm in Mission Control, and <laughs> oh, well, can you just tell me? Can you just tell me the name of the news source? Yeah, it says uh, it's a Politifact. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Yeah. We yeah. went big. Uh, uh, they want, do. They I check wondered. everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a really hard time drinking beer, even to a degree while I'm eating, and especially after eating. Interesting. Because I find because bloat. Yeah, and and it feels it just feels like a meal. A meal. Yeah. yeah. I'm a with good you on beer. That. Yeah. My favorite. I mean, you were talking about beer situations. To me, the perfect beer situation is right before dinner. Like mm. the it, first drink. The first yeah. like as an aperitif, basically, yeah. okay. is to get uh but have a beer right it, before you. If get it's to far dinner. away, I, I agree with you, but if it's far away from a meal and you've had a few cocktails. You've been right. dancing. You're talking about a long, we're talking about yeah. a long night. We're talking about like 1 a.m. And you don't want to actually right. go home drunk. Yes. And the and, beer can kind of stretch that But it's that still out. fun. You're still having a conversation. Yeah. You want something in your hand. Yes. But I, I agree with you. I, I've grown out of beer in that it, it just can't not have more than a couple yeah. I think at a time because I get so, it feels, I feel so full. This happened the other night. I went to, with uh, some buddies of mine, we went up to see, uh, we went to see Elvis Costello at the Greek theater, which is, uh, it's a, it, I can walk there. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> um, uh, I, we can, I can walk there from my house, but it is an uphill walk into the Griffith park and into Griffith park. And it's probably about, it's a 25 minute walk. So is that a mile or I don't know, uh, uphill. Um, and it was at five thirty or no, it was at six. And it was still pretty warm outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were walking up, uh, up that hill. And then when I got there, the only thing I wanted was a cold beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it went down really quickly. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I, that's another like time that's good for beer for me. Is like, I can remember having a fantasy of mowing my lawn as a kid and then having a beer. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> where, where like I wasn't old enough to drink a beer, but I, I felt like after, particularly at South Texas, uh, yeah. mowing the lawn in the summer, 
that uh, desire to quench my thirst. Oh, you in a were beer. mowing the lawn, and in yeah. your fantasy, you had a beer when it was over. Yeah. Oh, okay. That. Thank oh. you. Yeah, what did yeah, it sound yeah. like? We actually don't need to like revisit you, it. <laughs> you sound were like falling asleep, being like, "I wish I could mow a lawn." Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> mow the lawn and then have a beer. <laughs> have a beer. Oh, the best part would be to mow a lawn. <laughs> but like that, being like working and being hot and sweaty, a cold beer will disappear. But but down my throat. But your young, young Joel was so right about what mm-hmm. like you the place that. the beer occupies. Yeah, yeah. What like, happened? <laughs> you used to be so right about this. <laughs> check check, check, check those. Check you, those facts. Yeah. What do you fantasize about now? <laughs> Just getting to the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's. Uh, are you anyway changing are you, subject? Are you still going to have a beer at the end of said day, or is that too much? That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a. I'm already dead. A broader. <laughs> More general statement that dusk outside is mm. a is a beer time. Uh, I I, I think Agreed. I think anytime tacos are on the table, uh, yeah. Ta- that's a good that, that's that's a it's beer a situation. Uh, um, that's that really is when like a Mexican beer, like sort of a yes, uh, lager. That those are spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you guys? Um, were you guys party guys in high school? Mm-mm. I wasn't. I know that's hard to believe. I had a foot in and a foot out. Oh. Uh, I had friends who were partying way more than I was, mm-hmm. but so they would they would not have considered me um, at their level for sure. <laughs> uh, Julia, high school parties? Yeah. Well, my high school was very wild. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like... Mine was kind of too. Yeah. It was like a very... It was a pressure cooker type of school, mm. so it was like work hard, play hard. Oh, um, and it was com- was this like completely a crazy pre- preparatory school yeah. sort of situation? Okay, yeah, in right. in New York, right? So like no driving, no nothing, fake IDs. Because it was New York, occasionally was- seeing someone masturbate on the corner. <laughs> don't don't Did, cut no, that out. What? Let me check bullet effect that on that. Yeah, I am currently nine percent APA. I didn't know what you were gonna say, Joel, and that you almost said something accurate about my high school, which is that like one there were many like scandals that happened, but one was uh, an eighth grader made a sex tape of her um, masturbating with a Swiffer mop. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first national commercial I ever booked. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> what year was that, by the way? That was so, oh gosh, like maybe 2002. Hmm. Wasn't my commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but also it was like before YouTube map. and anything. Well, you keep wow. So and how, how did that yeah, how did So that work? she sent it to um, the guy she liked who had accused her of being a prude. Oh, she my oh my god! Oh, what a disturbing challenge! Yeah, and then he like showed it to everyone, and then it went everywhere. And it, they found it in like you know in like email boxes at Goldman Sachs and stuff. Like oh, it was wow. like before I YouTube, mean, it was like email terrible. chains. That and is, and it's of course child pornography. Child pornography. Yes. Okay. And okay. it was just such a crazy thing, but it. Yeah, so insane. And uh, some equally insane things went on to happen. Um, 
but we can't take up the whole podcast. Maybe that could be a segment. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. crazy yeah. thing from Joyce yeah. High that's School a, every that's week. That's a definite <laughs> segment for the future is crazy things that happened at Julia's high school. Yeah. <laughs> that we just sort of let her go. I, I would like that. <laughs> yeah. I would really like that. Not in our high school. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that's fine. But it uh, was not, my friend group was like, it was like everybody drank and yeah. everybody was smart. And we were, um, we were the cool jocks. But so we also drank and we're also nerds. Yeah. That's a lot of spinning the, plates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot going on. Yeah. That's why I was like completely underslept. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Until college. Yeah. I certainly felt like I did not, f- I fit into too many, like I couldn't, I didn't have like a complete identity. I was like spread thin with mm-hmm. a lot of different groups Cause, like because you were like a music guy you were yeah drama yeah i was sort of uh, i just left the soccer team my senior year to do theater so i was i had one foot in uh that sort of jock arena but it is i was just gonna say did you guys ever do that dance the jock arena um Johnny, was your school was a party school? Yeah, it was. It, it there was no Julia's was work hard, play hard. This was just play hard. <laughs> right. It was uh, play hard high public school, hard suburban St. <laughs> Louis, and it was it just had a big culture of drinking and drugs and partying. And my brother was was part of that, and I aspired to it, uh, but was just super shy until I was like sixteen. Yeah. But then, my, like my senior year, I started to party. And my parents went out of town a lot, so it was often my house was the party house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that carried over into college for sure, <laughs> in which I barely graduated. <laughs> oh, uh, I was I was such a nerd all the way through uh, high school. I I did not drink at all until graduating from high school, like the summer after we graduate we graduated. Uh, there was like a a group of the drama kids who we hung out at a house and just drank the things that that sweet sweet those sweet sweet parents Rum. had which was like midori yeah. and like <laughs> some white wine <laughs> uh um but yeah like I, I i i just spent 18 years reading dragon books and uh be, being in my that. mom's <laughs> choir yeah like i i i was uh uh just is that where you met tynan uh-huh yeah that's right because she was doing she was at the San Antonio choir, and yeah, so right. we, yes, I've known her since like fourth grade. So random connection that Mel and I have, where I know, sort of tangentially through Jason, mm-hmm. this uh, this woman, and we found we found out later on that we know we both know her. That's this is good stuff for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, ladies and gentlemen! We're about to move on to the next segment. Uh, uh, shall we take a break? Yeah. Hello, puppies. If you have a particular mouth feeling, that is a food or drink item that elicits feelings and memories from your life, and you'd like for us to have it on an episode where we eat or drink and talk about it, please send an email to mouthfeelings at weddingpunch.com. Now, well, let's get back to it, shall we? Welcome back to Mouth Feelings. We have a new segment. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) You You went up there at the end like you were scared. Yeah. Did it sound scared to you? Yes, I was, it did. I was going for joyful. Delightful, yeah. Like my me. feelings. Uh, get some more Fin du Monde if you're drinking shall. along at home. Mm. Oh, you, uh, you, were, you, were you talking to yeah. your pie a la monde? Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that the listeners see the title of the podcast and then go buy it before they listen to it. 
and eat and drink along with us. That's, yeah, that's a great idea. idea. We invite our listeners to retroactively buy. Well, they'll see the title before. So look at the title and then go buy that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then right? make it be like episode eat it or drink it with 10. us. Yeah. Fin du- Dumont. Eat it or drink it with us. Uh, anyway, I hope you're enjoying the nine, 9% ABV. Because we are. The new segment. <laughs> I'm 11% now. <laughs> Joel's turned up to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel, yeah. Where do you you get that ABV monitor you have on you? (laughs) I got an app. Uh, The new segment is called Ty in the Sky, uh, uh, named after our friend Ty, who's an optimistic fellow. We're going to go around and talk about uh, something that in your life that you're eternally optimistic about, despite it uh, not often or ever working out. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to... I throw it to Ty for the first one. Um, uh, I, I have been mocked for years by my family members for being overly optimistic in general, and it usually manifests in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by overly os- optimistic, we're talking about like a real delusion <laughs> about what's real and what's <laughs> possible. <laughs> um, Every NFL draft I've ever watched, the Rams crushed, and we were on our way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I will send out texts and emails saying, uh, this is the best draft that we've ever had and, or any NFL team has ever had. We're In the history. In the history of the NFL. Yeah. Um, every spring training, the Mets are going to win the World Series. The Trailblazers are going to go eighty-two and zero. I, I, I not just one loss, not a single loss. I mean, look at that lineup. Look at them, and they're they, deep on the and bench. So deep, look the at the hoshes. and they're all young, yeah. inexperienced, <laughs> yeah. which is means yeah, they're not they're not jaded. No, they're not jaded. No, they're. They're they're new they're new to the world look of how, basketball. Look how floppy their limbs are. Yeah. They don't know the rules yet, so yeah. that means they're genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, this uh, goes on and on and on, and I literally cannot stop it. I, you guys have uh, pointed out when you know I will say something along the lines of, uh, uh, you know, I think that. Um, you know, ever, you know, I don't even, I can't even think of anything at the moment. But I, I, I think the Rams are going to play themselves in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're going to win both <laughs> yeah, times. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, if you play yourself, you have to play two Super Bowls. It's true. Uh, and they get to win both of them. Only fair. On this day of Tie in the Sky, I actually got in the mail from my brother who was in Las Vegas, and I had asked him with the Mets 12 games down and losers of the last eight of the. Uh, eight of the last 10 games with nobody healthy, nobody, nobody healthy, no skill anywhere. I bought a ticket the, uh, the, uh, for them to win the World Series. <laughs> uh, and it just came in the mail today. And I, was, uh, and I immediately sat down at the computer and started to uh, formulate in my head how this is going to work. About you you cert- said a ticket for them to win the World Series, but yeah. you what does that mean? a ticket to yeah. a seat. At the world, no, no, no. you, you no. bet. I bet on the Mets oh, winning the World oh. Series. You Which bought like right a, now... a ticket for from sports betting. Yes, oh, my that, brother was understood. My brother was in Las Vegas, and I asked. This is a couple of days ago. <laughs> I asked him to buy a ticket for the Mets to win the World Series. Completely unselfconscious. 
completely uh, unaware of my uh, Achilles heel. This my is not ironic. Crazy blind spot. I just wasted fifty dollars <laughs> on a ticket. But what that, are the odds on that? Right. It's now? a weird. Like it's a weird. Uh, can you be addicted to a sunny outlook? <laughs> it, Evidently, I guess so. What is their record now? Uh, we're twelve games back in the National League East, and they've lost like what you, eight, you mentioned. I think they've lost ten. eight of their last ten, and and it's I think even worse. like just I, I interpreted it the same way that you did, mm-hmm. uh, which means that <laughs> there is if there was, and I believe this would happen. There, there could have been somebody come uh, that would come up to you, yeah. and say. Hey, I've got a ticket to the world to the World Series where the yeah. the Mets are going to win it. Yeah, uh, and here's a seat. Yeah, and you would have bought it. I would have done and, that, and too. he would have ripped you off. By, by the way, I still may buy that. <laughs> That's still there's a possibility that that Which might still happen. doesn't exist. Those tickets yeah. do not exist no, in the world. No, no. but are you selling? <laughs> Who do you nominate for your time? Uh, uh, Johnny, uh, I am optimistic that one day I'll uh, just be at home on my couch flipping through channels and I'll land on one or all three of the uh, Star Wars prequels and that I will uh, watch it for a while and go, hey, you know what? I was wrong. This is pretty good. <laughs> so do you, so you never watch them now, but you think I, you... No, I do. You do. Okay, I you do keep doing in, this. In hopes that I was like something, I just... The last you weren't time ready I saw yet. them, you weren't ready yet. I was, yeah. so, I got, I missed it. I, yeah. I missed what he was going for, yeah. and it's actually great. Oh, yeah. that's great. No, you. Can't. And so, I, every time they're on, I will either stop and watch for ten minutes, or at least like think about it and think like because I might be watching with my wife, who's absolutely not going to do that. But I'll, 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 I'll think maybe about maybe Jar Jar was an allegory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's something I missed with those movies. I, I think this also um, speaks to your love of star wars i mean yeah i mean yeah. you you went into those with maybe even higher expectations than a normal like a, a person who loves totally. star wars i did but you were like a true star wars yes and and i but was never rose colored about it i instantly hated them right uh-huh. instantly hated the first one but i did every time when the second one came out i was like i think he probably fixed this i think he probably figured that out he, and the he, second he, one might he be heard, worse. He heard the feedback. Yeah, yeah. But they get no. worse in a way. They yeah, more, yeah. The the third one, I guess, is the best of the three. The best. But it's it's still, undercut it's by that has... last moment. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Uh, one day, one day, I'll, may, maybe when I get like dumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. See, You're on your a, way. There's a nexus point. There's <laughs> yeah. a point at which, as you get older and kind of you know enter into like your, uh, I'm going to say n- late 90s dementia. Yeah. Uh, that you're going to stumble those across one of those. Better. Yeah. It's going to be just spectacular. I mean, everything will be better, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Joel Spence. Uh, mine's a weird one. I think uh, without knowing Mel and Julia, yours. Um, uh, but it just occurred to me. Uh, that I do this frequently where I've got something to do in the evening and um, there's a timing issue where it's like I have to be here at this time or and then I'll decide with no time with no time left to do this I'm gonna squeeze a run in (laughs) you think you're like I can do this I can jog I can do a three-mile run 
but you have like 15 minutes or <laughs> and it in a way i can get it all accomplished but what the end result is is i arrive at where i'm supposed to be and i'm sweating <laughs> and I've, I've been sweating on the way there and i look like i've been through something terrible and i arrive supposed to, like where i'm supposed to be fresh and like here i am <laughs> Te te technically, that's the thing Hi. you say. <laughs> I'm fresh. Here I am. Uh, but I have, I have. Um, technically, you do squeeze in a run. I do. Yeah. I squeeze yeah. in a run, really but I don't. It. And which means I go like I run. I, I go right to the shower, and it's usually a warm shower. And then I'm rushing to get everything, like a suit on. And I think it, like, it has to do with those events you have to where be wearing a suit to be fresh. And here I am. Yeah. <laughs> You're not not wearing a suit. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's it, like fresh. Like, here before I am. A, like a wedding. Or or, a, yeah, it tends like to be like function. more like going out to like a, a fancy dinner or a fancy thing where I have to like a wear a coat or something like hey, that. Hey, Joel, I, I'm I'm so glad we could finally make this happen. <sighs> yeah, me too. Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad to be here. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is like. A, you didn't need to wear a jacket or anything. Oh, I didn't. Okay, cool. I'll take it off. Like a casual. Uh, okay. Maybe I'll leave it on. Maybe I'll leave it on. Uh, where are the drink? We're at napkins drinks. Where are the nicks? That uh, napkins drinks. Do you need a? Do you need a napkin? After the very casual wedding. Oh, what are those? Over hors d'oeuvres? What is that? What's that? You're dripping in to the pate. <laughs> you're dripping. <laughs> okay. in. I'll, I'll step away. What's been going on with you guys? What are you guys working on? Uh, I feel like you're. You might be sick. Do you have a fever? I don't know. Oh, I'm what, great. I. Uh, you're. Your I eyes feel, are really bloodshot. No, I feel great. I have a lot of oxygen in me. I'm I'm doing well. I'm You you were right on time. You weren't late oh, at was all. Was I precise? Right on time. I don't know why you're you seem so harried. Are you gonna just give him your shrimp? I, yeah. No, no, no. I don't want the shrimp. It. I just want the napkin that's underneath it, please. Oh, hello. Hello. I'm fresh and here I am. Ah, oh, my hello. date's here, everybody. <laughs> the name's Lusty Orza. Yeah! <laughs> there it is! We got it. We got it. it also, was, uh, do you know how long I had to think about that? <laughs> really and now sad, my character. Like, why won't that go in my head? My character is like double sweating now because I'm on a date with Lusty Orzo. <laughs> All right. So I nominate Lusty Orzo for the next tie in the sky. That's you, Phil. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. I am Lusty Orzo. Uh, I'm, I, I am eternally optimistic about my ability to deal with directions uh, with <laughs> zero evidence to Just back that, that up. Yeah. I, I, if I am, if I'm with my wife, who is very, very good, she's just got a, she has that weird head, uh, for like knowing what direction she's facing at any time. She, you know, I, I've completely given up pretending, but if I am on my own, I will, I will be, I will in this. And this happens particularly in New York where I, I've been in New York city just enough. have never lived there, but like been, I've been there enough where I'm like, I got this. I'm exiting this subway at the southeast corner. I know where I'm going. Bam, bam, bam. Two blocks later, 100% going in the totally opposite mm -hmm. direction. And I like that has happened so many times where I'm like, this time, Mel, you've got it. You have <laughs> got it. You are walking up confidently. People are responding to your, like a, like a sort of level of pheromones that you're putting out. You know where you're going so well. I will walk five, six, seven blocks and just, and completely whiff. Well, where, um, where, what are the directions now? Can you point out north, uh, south, uh, east, uh, We, th that way is north. Right? No. No? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, uh, not that far no, no, no. off, actually. No. Uh, yeah, Wait. but it, it is more. Oh, yeah. Shit. Straight up there. No, isn't, isn't the freeway kind of like, about like this? 
Yeah, north. No, wait. The no, ten is the, the ten. Way. The ten run. The ten starts to head. <laughs> I wish everybody could see the hands that are waving <laughs> frantically. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Did did we do that? Do that one? Very simple. New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, Julie. Yeah. Oh. 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 I had oh, that yeah. one. I gave up on it. Yeah. I I just gave up on it. Oh, re- re- last year just was the first. Up. No, just just, just having a fun night. Having a fun. Oh, night. That's just, amazing! Like it was a problem. I was always so excited, like so excited, and like it never ever lives up to that. Yeah, right. And but uh, so New Year's 2017 was the first time I was like, meh, fuck it, meh. And how Did was you, that? What night? did you do? The most fun you've ever had. No. Um, I went to a party at my friend's house. I was not dressed up. I was not really interested in having a good time, but I was happy to be with my friends because we'd all like been home for Christmas. And um, I got in a fight with a stranger mm-hmm. um, because we were playing, you know, that game, Heads Up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were doing the charades round, and he walked over. But it's not all charades. Sometimes you describe it, but then some rounds it is just charades. And he and he walks over and he goes, "You know, this isn't charades, right?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. This is we. It's just this round." And then we like kept do- doing it. And then afterwards, he was like, "Sorry, I just like you don't. I wanted you guys to know that that it wasn't charades." And I was like, "I'm just trying to imagine what would have to." be the situation where I'd walk up to a group of strangers and tell them they were playing the game they were playing wrong. <laughs> and he was kind of like, whoa, bleh. and I was just like. You said you that s- to him? Yeah. Oh, that's I <laughs> really appreciate you. Um, I, I, I like the idea of you going through, like, and genuinely imagining. I'm trying to imagine the situation mm, that's really in which I would feel like but Is that how you also I, start your like customer service calls when somebody I'm goes trying, I'm trying just trying to, to imagine, imagine a situation where food wouldn't arrive. I think what happened is cuz I I do kind of run hot and like the solution to that for me is to be like everyone's having the worst day of their life. Right. And just like I don't get mad at anyone cuz I'm just like it's you're having out. a really bad day. Yeah. Obviously, you're going through it right now. <laughs> but so that's what I, I kind of, and also, here's the other thing. My mm-hmm. soapbox. Mm-hmm. This was, I was just like, you are a um, shitty, confident white guy who feels like you're entitled <laughs> to talk to Definitely, us. So I was yeah. like very happy to be like, why do you think that that was at all an appropriate way (laughs) to behave? He's never been questioned like that. And, and what was, was there any hint of fun to his demeanor? Like what was there a version where he was coming over as, uh, this is like, it's not a good icebreaker, but he was like trying to icebreak or was he, he was, but that was why my question, I was like, why did you choose? Why 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 were you like, I'm going to correct these people. They're going to love it. Bad icebreaker. How about, hi, I'm here. I'm fresh. (laughs) I'm here. I'm fresh. I'm here. I'm fresh. Fresh, Here I am. (laughs) Works every time. Very horrible. He also like, couldn't let go of the fact that I was like, I don't like you now. And then the rest of the party, he would be like, there's that girl who she was so mad at me about the, game and i'm like yeah and then my friends kept being like you know this is the first act of your romantic comedy with that guy and i was like i assure you it is not 
Which is also another line in that romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. I assure you, it is not. Uh, Joel, are you in the command center? Uh, let me uh, climb down these stairs here. Is Wait, it, it, I'm down here right now. Let me let me come out first, and then. Could you, you just hand it up? <laughs> it hand up the control please center. Use, yeah. Use no, the it's railing. A, oh, oh, it's a room. In, oh, I see. You're in. I was down no. here politifacting. <laughs> I'm actually sliding on the railing right now, so that no, so. it's not helpful. I'm going to take the. You need to use it. It's dangerous. It's I'm going to take the fire pole. <laughs> I'll see you guys down there. It's in a different building. Oh, the elevator's here. <laughs> Julie's taking the elevator. I'm taking the elevator. <laughs> oh, I love what you've done to the command center, Joel. Thank you. So many Glade candles in here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The plug-ins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to light anything. <laughs> Ding! Um, <laughs> I'm fresh as Julia. Hey, Julia. Um, all right. So the question for today was: What food or drink did you used to hate, but now you love? What happened? Do you think? Is there a story? Doesn't have to be. <laughs> giving everybody an out. I think you nailed the inflections on that. <laughs> all right, Jess Rona. I used to hate kombucha, and now I love it. I just developed a taste for it over time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's, I it's, would fall into the acquired taste category. It's very mm-hmm. acquired. A lot of people uh, mentioned avocados or guacamole. Greg Nix, Lisa Cohn, avocados. Uh, then I had them in sushi, and it changed my life. Wow. Uh, Greg Greg said uh, guacamole when I was a kid. I thought it was weird looking and slimy and ruined ch- ruined chips. Now it's top five food. Robert Skirbo said of that same dish. There he is. Uh, guacamole hated it for years because I only ate walk from a grocery store, which I later found out was full of sour cream. One summer, my friend's mom nearly attacked me because I didn't like guacamole. She called me insane and dumb. (laughs) I like this gal. (laughs) Embarrassed by this, I ate guacamole from a an authentic Mexican restaurant, he put in quotes. It was truly wonderful. The cilantro, the hot pepper, <laughs> the lime. You're a great interpreter of these. Little bit of garlic, fresh avo, avocado, mm. maybe tomatoes, asterisk. No follow up on that asterisk. Uh, now I'm hooked on the stuff and I make a pretty good batch myself. When I run out of chips, I'll just eat it with a spoon. But be careful, those avocado prices will sneak up on you. Robert, Robert, Robert is a wonderful man. Oh, he took us on a great. journey. I love Rob. That was great. Um, if there was like a an avocado magazine that would be submitted <laughs> like a penthouse letter is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come Avo. on. Come on. That didn't really happen. <laughs> Somebody else. Nobody has on. a guacamole experience like that. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda Sitko says, sushi used to refuse to eat it, but went on a first date and didn't want to look stupid. So I choked it down. Now I love it. Mm. It was a date. Happy ending. Yeah. I think I think that's very common with sushi. Right? Yeah, it's scary for if you don't grow up with it. Uh, this is a strange one. Alice uh, Venables Cheetos. Oh. made me gag as a kid. Now love them. I wonder if it was like the texture, it's sort of like the yeah. dust that sort of sometimes Cheetos, Cheetos made that person gag as a kid. That's too dry, maybe. Kellen Wolke Meeks, wife of the podcast. Wife of the podcast. Podcast wife. Olives. I used to be repulsed, and as stereotypical as this sounds, during my second pregnancy, I suddenly had to have them, and now I love them. All true. She did have a second pregnancy. Did you check check check. (laughs) PolitiFacts? Let me. Well, I'm not in the control center anymore. I gotta get. 
Why did you leave? We just got There's here. There's hardly any room down there. It's it's cozy. I don't like the Glade sense. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of Brussels sprouts. Uh, Matt that was one for me for sure. Uh, and I think it's a lot of it has to do with how they were prepared. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we used to boil them till they were disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and now we roast them and some overcooked vegetables. Delicious. Mm. Um. Uh, Stacy Allen Webster wine barely touched the stuff when I was a kid. Implication is she's touching a lot of it right now. Uh, De Rousseau or Rousseau Taco Bell, damn you! So she she now loves it and used to hate it, which That's is strange. It's a reverse high brow to low brow. Yeah, I, I, I wonder what the what the experience was. Was it was it yeah. a specific? It's probably those cinnamon twists. Well. Well, you really have it up for the cinnamon twist. I love a cinnamon twist. Oh, you like it? No, I love a cinnamon twist. That is something that I I had for the first time as an adult recently, and it transported me back. It's something. The cinnamon twist. The cinnamon twist, yeah. Yeah. Because I've had the other menu items since, but Mm -hmm. not not the cinnamon twist. I haven't had Taco Bell in years, but uh, the cinnamon twist brings me back. Mm -hmm. Sarah Claspilt. Capers. I used to think they tasted like little balls of gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) Now a bagel and cream cheese feel Mm. naked without them. Hmm. So she's had gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in in tiny ball form. (laughs) Meredith Haspel. Oh, that's interesting. Claspel and then Haspel. Uh, She's got a story here. Mine is yellow mustard. I used to do this thing called snow burners where my parents would just drop me off at at Purgatory, our mountain. She's from Durango, Colorado. To ski all day and then pick me up around four. One day, my dad picked me up and took me to the A&W Root Beer in Aztec, New Mexico as a treat. Oh. I was a very picky eater, and they put mustard on my burger. The taste inflamed my senses and disgusted me. <laughs> but my dad was like, come on, get over it. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Your reading of her dad is downright uh, terrifying. It's great. Uh, I think Santorini. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So out of... You mean Santini? Great Santini. Great Santorini, the island. <laughs> great island. That's a great, great island. island. And great really island. abusive to their children. Uh, so out of stubbornness, I chose not to eat it all, eat it at all, and be hungry. I got really sick that night, and I was convinced it was the mustard. So for years and years, mustard would make my skin crawl. Just the sight of it made me feel queasy. Maybe 10 years ago, I got peer pressured into trying mustard, and turns out I really like it now, <laughs> especially with cured meats. End of story. <laughs> She's right. What an essay. That's amazing. Mustard yeah. cured meats. Uh, I have I have uh, one of these food items, which is oysters. I had, I did, it never sounded good to me. And then I tried it one time. And that one time I had a bad oyster. And it, um, it flushed me out, as you might say. Uh, I got real sick. Mm-hmm. And did not go back to oysters until about two years ago and i don't remember who it was gosh maybe we were all together we may have had these oysters together but it's some place where it was like you have to have the oysters here we're oh, we, sitting yeah. by the water that sounds like joel bullying you into oysters classic, <laughs> yeah. classic joel spent yeah. i had you by yeah. the neck on a beach everything's <laughs> fine <laughs> slapping everything's you. fine get over it get come on get over get it over you're it. fine it's just put some mustard in these oysters and <laughs> you've shut. already eaten one you've already eaten you one. didn't know i put one down your throat <laughs> I, you ate one you already ate one you're fine 
<laughs> well, great night. Let's do this again sometime. Right. No, we're, we're doing it right now. And where's everybody else? Stick some oysters down your throat. You already ate another one. <laughs> um, uh, that was a and, that, that was a great birthday for you. Wasn't it? it was great. Uh, and they were spectacular. They're great. It, they're so great. I can't believe I missed that boat for years. Um, yeah, but but people um, people have multiple kinds of problems with oysters. There's the rawness of them. There's the textureness of them. Yeah, there's the appearance. The, the appearance. They. I mean, the yeah. first person to eat an oyster was, a was bold definitely sum. taking a swing. Desperate. Yeah. He didn't know what baseball was, but he was take, He was swinging for it. I believe that that's actually how a ton of food was domesticated. Once again, I'm talking uh, out of my ass. This is what Just, your butt told you recently? This is what my butt told me uh, about five minutes ago. But um, uh, you, the book Guns, Germs, and Steel, which I thumbed through like I like to do with <laughs> dense texts, uh, but the... There is a section about that, about things like almonds, which were poisonous forever, but they were actually, they became edible because people were starving to death and would eat anything. And eventually that became a t one tree that was... That, like that it people, sort of Darwined it into yeah. a healthy... We yes. tamed the we, almond? We, t we tamed the almond. And we tamed, <laughs> I mean, I mean, not with a little cayenne on it. <laughs> but, but we and and other things like that there were there were other foods that, that were you know just toxic i'm imagining like foods. a like cowboy he says he says knowing nothing of what he speaks no that's great <laughs> and then the butt closed its mouth <laughs> and went back behind the rock all right matt seifel says i used to hate lots of foods which i only had only tasted canned or fast foodified here we go. Peaches, pears, pickles, pineapples, or boiled and overcooked squash, zucchini, Brussels sprouts. Since memory so strong, even when I tasted the fresh, well-prepared version of the first couple of times, the new experience was too linked with the unpleasant one to banish it completely. Pickles, for some reason, took the longest. McDonald's pickles are hard to shake. I think pickles in McDonald's burgers are one of the best things about mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. Agreed. I'd agree with that. So good. Agreed. Um, thank you, Matt. Katie Platner, blue cheese, used to think it tasted like burnt rubber, and now I just love the taste of burnt rubber, I guess. <laughs> Paige Thompson, Draitzer, salads. She hated salads? I hated them deeply all throughout my childhood until I had one without vinaigrette. Oh. I can get that. I can understand that. That the the vinaigrette is is heart is it's, is a shock as a kid, and if I that's the that. only dressing you're getting, then mm -hmm. she uh, should have tried like a honey mustard. Then I suddenly realized that salads are actually delicious, but vinaigrette dressing is foul and evil. Hmm. Basically, vinegar anything repulses me. Also, lemon. I shriek like a banshee when someone tries to put a lemon on my calamari. Anna Vocino. Onions, tomatoes, olives, and peppers because a man put his baby in me, and then my taste buds completely changed. It was bizarre. That's I can that happened can i just uh say any listener who actually knows um what i was just talking about with um almonds or other foods please send us off a little uh paragraph about um what that is because i'm genuinely curious or, or we could read the book nah, nah. nah. no well Jer well maybe just jared, jared diamond, diamond yeah. could, could have write him, in have him yeah call in. somebody get jared diamond on the horn uh natasha rose Capener broccoli. I remember thinking as a kid, just eat the little tree. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Now I don't need to give self talks when eating broccoli because I love it. Billy Merritt, frenemy of the podcast. <laughs> 
Starts with write your own g damned material. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's becoming. Okay. He's losing the fra on his in- frenemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, capers. I mean, what are they? He finishes. They're berries. Get over it. <laughs> Brian, Man, that this really set Johnny off. <laughs> the battle. Johnny, I geez. am. I've had it up to here with Billy Merritt. Brian's happy. Figs. <laughs> I thought the texture was gross. Now I love them. Nicole Viella. Mushrooms and onions. Hated, hated, hated them. Then I got a job at Pizza Hut. Hmm. We got to eat some of the pizzas that people didn't pick up sometimes. Didn't get to pick toppings. And now I really, really love them. Put them on everything, please. Uh, didn't work for olives, though. Still gross to me. Who doesn't pick up a pizza? Doug Oof. Meeks. No yeah. way. My brother. He drops oh, that's them right. On he drops them on the floor. And he dr- makes <laughs> me pick them up. Pick them up. <laughs> But who doesn't pick up a delivery pizza? You Something call happened. It. Something mm-hmm. happened. But enough. Those are tragedy pizzas. Those are tragedy pizzas. <laughs> that made me so sad. <laughs> something every. But you know what? They helped Nicole. But yeah, mm-hmm. there so there were emergencies. There was something bad on the other end of that. Scott. Or Dave. you called the wrong location. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Probably a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Davis. I agree with the people that said Brussels sprouts. Also, I didn't used to like spicy. This is another like uh, way in like uh, Farley had. Uh, I also, I didn't used to like spi- spicy foods. I believe it was Thai food that changed my mind. It was the first time I realized that spicy could also be very flavorful. Now I love all spicy food. That's well. Now Aaron Halva finishing with Aaron Halva beer used to sneak sips of my dad's PBR and thought it was nasty. He's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Then I got a little older, sadder, <laughs> cynical, and bruised by life, wow. and I soon realized just how nutritiously good it is. Mmm, so good. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. PBR. Yeah. <laughs> it might yeah. be just beer, I think, and beer in general. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, everybody, for responding. For Sorry it. I didn't get to everybody. You all had wonderful suggestions. Um, Julianne Kolb. I used to generally fear and distrust seafood in all its iterations, but then a Benihana chef flipped a shrimp into my gaping 10-year-old mouth, and I never looked back. <laughs> That's it. Thank you guys so much. Thank for, you, Benihana. Thank you, everybody. All right, so we'll finish with, as we usually do, uh, what's your best thing? I nominate Julia. What is your best thing, Julia? Well, I think it's kind of cool. Sorry, I, was... I don't know that one. <laughs> All right. Wow, Alexa has a best thing. <laughs> Alexa has a best thing. Um, my best thing, I was like, oh, but I already said my kittens. I already said my spontaneous movie. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just, you know, all the best things are, uh, you know, I don't have any new best things. And I'm like, that's pretty cool that I like still have all my best things. <laughs> so your best thing is, is that you still the, have your the stability of all the things That's I like great. in my life. That's, yeah, that's, so nice. that's a very good That's best good. thing. Um, I nominate Johnny. Uh, mine is super LA lame, but I had a bunch of things, shitty things happen this afternoon, and uh, they were causing me to be very late for this pod podcast. Uh, so I was about to like text all you guys and say I I'm going to be super late and fuck everything up. Uh, this is rush hour in LA, and I got in the car, and and Waze told me it's only going to take you twenty five minutes to get to your destination, which I thought was going to be like a, an hour or more. Uh-huh. And I got here super quick. There was no 
traffic whatsoever. It's the lamest best thing. <laughs> no, that's but no, it was that's like real. Uh, the best thing that it's happened a to me. Today. June gloom miracle. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna tie. Um, my best thing is that I just watched um, both of the Dave Chappelle. Um, uh, he did a Netflix special, and he both I watched both of them consecutively over the last uh, three days, and they're incredible. He he's just unbelievable, and uh, I guess I'm just glad he's back mm. and doing that. Not that he, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's exhausting doing that, and I wouldn't blame him if he went away for another ten years. But um, Joel, what's your best thing? I I it, it's really. I've been blown away by the response from these sort of inane, they're not inane questions we're asking on Facebook, but um, they're, they're very specific questions and we did not anticipate as much response, I think, as we've gotten with these. Mm -hmm. And I, you do, I like that people are willing to open up for something like mm -hmm. this and say, this is what my life is like. And that, even with as all the problems that Facebook uh, provides, uh, it's still in in small ways it provides a connection with other people, and I do appreciate everyone responding. We do, we all do. I think. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's left? That is me. I nominate Mel. Okay, great. Uh, um, very very simple. Uh, um, got to take a little nap with my dog today, Aww. which is always always great. Uh, and I got a haircut, and uh, uh, they 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 uh, they wash my hair, and that's the like. That's oh, I thought your I thought your dog got a haircut. Oh no no, God no! <laughs> I'm letting that grow out. Uh, no, I got a got a haircut. Got greatest greatest nice. feeling in the world. Greatest it's feeling in the world. Great. If I if I there know. was some way to get my hair washed <laughs> while I was, like, what if I could get my hair washed while I was taking a nap with my dog? Oh, what? Would you check Politifacts on Greatest Feeling in the World? I yes. I I agree. Having someone wash your hair is like it feels so good. It is, it is such an indulgence, amazing. and yeah. it's the best. And she and she she uh, like like cut my hair, and it's like, um, you know, is there anything else I can do for you? You know, uh, um, I was like, hmm, uh, 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 like a I don't know, like a complimentary shampoo, and I I pretended to not like I. I, I, oh, 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 yeah. You know, I guess I, I guess I could do that. That sounds pretty good. When all I want to do is just run to the back of the the, the shop and just like, oh, it's the best. Uh, Politifact uh, rates having your hair washed as a great feeling as medium, medium, <laughs> medium true, medium true. That's a yellow. Shit. You're just the messenger. I don't. Yeah. What's it chasing right now? Like, what's right above it? Hold on. Uh, go, go ahead and check. A hug from your grandmother. <laughs> Mine? It doesn't specify. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just tell grandma, oh, grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Where does uh, riding a saddle, like riding side saddle? Let me type rate? that in. It says this is too old and dumb to respond to. Wow. Too old and dumb is a yeah. category? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of too old and dumb, thank you guys for listening <laughs> to <laughs> Malfeeling. Thanks for listening to Mouth Feelings. The show is produced by Wedding Punch and Ryan Middledorf. Artwork is by David Blaze. Music is by Joel Spence, mixed by Jason Murgo, and that's Allison Phillips singing right behind me. 
Find us on Facebook at Mouth Feelings or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mouth underscore Feelings. And you can email us at mouthfeelings at weddingpunch.com. What's a creative podcast network?